I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me in the studio today is lyrical wordsmith and music phenom Richard Raw, yes. a celebrity in the Wilming greater Wilmington area. Richard, it's great to have you joining us today. It's good to be here. Uh, you certainly have a, a varied uh, art style uh, from hip-hop to uh, spoken word and funk, uh, and you blend soul into that. Uh, Absolutely. For, for our listeners who aren't familiar with you and haven't seen you at the Queen Theater and some of the other local venues, uh, tell us a little bit about your background. How did you come into the art forms that you use today? Well, um, you know, I'm traditionally a hip-hop artist. Um, that's what I was known as for a long time. Uh, I just fell in love because hip-hop is a culture. You know, it's about the way you dress, the way you talk, the way you walk, and the way you handle situations. And so I always loved it because it was it was about rebellion. So um, from hip-hop, you know, hip-hop was born from these other art forms, soul, jazz, funk. And so hip-hop led me into understanding funk, led me into understanding soul. And so that's kind of where I'm, I'm at now, and I'm going back to the roots of hip-hop uh, um, in terms of where it came from and what inspired it. So now that is inspiring me. Now, who are some of your... Uh who are some of your inspirations, both from the past, from the present? Oh, as a myriad. Uh, John Coltrane, Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye, um, Dizzy Gillespie. You know, those are the artists that I truly enjoy. You know, and I think Stevie Wonder is probably one of the greatest writers um, that I've ever had an opportunity to hear. So those, those are, I listen to that music constantly because it, it inspires me. It taught me how to um, um, talk about social issues and, and be more of an activist and not just an entertainer now you mentioned your your activism that which was my next next question um you you were also identified as a community activist yes what, where does that come from and how did that evolve did that precede your interest in hip-hop or you know what's that relationship well there? i think it was my mother my mother was uh she ran a community center when she was um you know, when I was young, she ran a community center on the east side of Wilmington. And um, she made me volunteer my time. And she was working with underprivileged um, children. And, you know, just being in that environment, it just taught me about how many people don't have the things that we have. You know, I, I was fortunate enough to have a mother and a father. And, you know, seeing um, some of the community that didn't have that foundation. And so it just, it, it inspired me. And I knew that uh, working with her and volunteering my time doing this for free it just taught me um that you know my voice and my gift uh, needs to be for those who don't have a voice and so i just i just it just it was a natural progression and i said you know what i want to speak for them and i want to work with them in order to bring them up um and inspire them so so the, it sounds like the two sort of evolved together they evolved yeah. absolutely now what kind of uh how did you learn these art forms that you use the hip hop in particular um you know just as a uh, my sister when we moved from the west side of wilmington to the northeast um she fell in love with hip hop so naturally monkey see monkey do mm -hmm. um i tried to do it and i was just really great at it you know i was great at putting words together um and even as a child being 
being inquisitive as asking my mother what does this word mean what does that and she gave me a dictionary and then she gave me the encyclopedia and I, I used to just look up words because I was so fascinated with language in itself and I think um, putting that, that language in rhythm is what intrigued me you know Dr. Seuss I used to recite Dr. Seuss all the time so you know I think it was just natural I think I was born you know with this gift and I cultivated that gift over time now, do you also do you do your hip hop with music background? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I do both. Um, one of the things I'm exploring now is, um, you know, the African drums. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been doing. I have an upcoming show, uh, some in in Philadelphia in November, and, and I'm going to have all African drums, and I'm going to do kind of a hip hop poetic kind of mix and blend. So that's what I love doing. Um, genre melding is what I call my music, where I take jazz and I take hip hop, and you take. Um, uh, a funk and you just fuse it all together and to me you know it satisfies a broad audience you know it's not so pigeonholed mm-hmm. so that's what I love doing now uh, let, let's talk for a minute a, a, about hip hop itself mm-hmm. I, I mean it's it's clearly a, a prevalent art form today and Absolutely. An, an important art form but I think sometimes it's it's misrepresented Absolutely. Uh, uh, could, could you speak to that and and how you use hip hop in a positive way and uh, to sort of counter some of the negative connotations that hip hop sometimes gets? Absolutely. Um, hip hop is is to me a, a classical African American art form, and I think what what has happened is, you know, um, the earlier artists used to speak about the conditions of the neighborhood, and they were the CNN of our neighborhood. Um, and so I think the business, what the problem is now, the the business. Tr- Trumps the art. And so artists are now just looking as a way to get looking for a way to get paid. Um, and and the industry itself needs these artists. They're all just trying to make a paycheck. And so the art form suffers. And so you have some of the least talented artists who are getting the biggest push and getting the more more finance, you know, more financial um, aid in back of them. So I think that's what the problem is with hip hop. But as I'm, I'm showing and breaking barriers in this city, this city has didn't embrace hip-hop when I was really trying to make a name for myself. It was very difficult. But if you look at, like, the art and concert hall, you know, I was the first hip-hop artist there um, breaking ground in um, the Delaware Contemporary and the Delaware... um, the, the art museum these are all places I've developed this beautiful relationship with and showed them the power that hip hop has when it's used constructively so I say hip hop is like fire you know fire can be used to cook food or to burn a house down it's how you use it mm-hmm. and that's how I, I, I view hip hop it's interesting to, to hear you talk what I'm hearing is is the commercialization of hip hop yes. which has been kind of contributed to that negative absolutely the commercialization of hip hop ha- has definitely um, cause the art form to suffer mm-hmm. and so you have artists who are not taking the time to go over their lyrics you know and and you know they're following trends and and for me I'm always going editing my lyrics and going over my lyrics to make sure that this is something that is constructive mm-hmm. that's something that when I put it out there you know it's just going to make a, a positive impact and that was the that was what we did in the earlier days and again the commercialization of hip hop we, we've lost a lot and so you know, I'm one of those voices fighting um, to regain that power. Now, as an artist, how would you characterize your creative process? How do you go about creating a new hip-hop piece? For me, um, I, I, I'm so diverse. Um, and what I mean by that is one night you may catch me at, um, 
you know, I may be at Bobby Ryan's down on, on um, Market Street or I might be at the Logan House one uh, another night. So I, I'm so I'm, I'm in so many different circles, getting so many so much different perspective, you know, and, and that's what goes into my music. You know, I may get a different perspective um, if I'm in a different area. And so, you know, I, you see me everywhere. And so that's what fuels my music. You know, um, wow, you're dealing with similar issues that this community is dealing with wow this is these are similar issues and how can I speak about the issues both of these communities are having and then how can we bridge you know that conversation and so that we we have some commonality and work together you know to solve issues and problems so that's how I use my music to to unite you know the the audiences that we play for are so so diverse. Politicians, there's 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 white, there's black, there's Asian, there's Latino. I mean, little kids, elders. I mean, it's beautiful, and and I'm just, you know, I'm I'm just on a high. Now, as as with with hip hop, and and you're, you're sometimes described as a spoken word artist, right? I mean, there's a whole, there's a whole range of the presentation of the written word, right. from your your more traditional coffee house poetry reading to to what you do, the spoken word, the hip hop, which which is more uh, uh, integrates music more. Yes, it, it, it is more. Uh, for lack of a better word, theatrical Absolutely. in a way. Yes. Uh, could you speak to that and how that all fits into that spectrum of presenting poetry? Yeah, really? I mean, I mean, that is, you know, one. I'm thinking about, um, um, you know, learn, you know, being an actor in that field because that's what we do when we put on a present. And I can speak for myself when I put on a presentation. You know, it's a huge presentation. I'm, I use a live band. I may use some violins. You know, and then how it's almost a play on stage. If anybody has seen Richard Raw perform, it's almost like a play because I have so many things coming in and out. And I think that is where we are evolving as artists in general. I think artists themselves are. Evolving Evolving into this theatrical musical realm and I think it's all becoming one you know when you see the Beyonce's and the, the Michael Jackson's they are are like acting you know it's almost like wow like this is amazing because they're they're taking all of this and they're melding it together and that's I think that's the evolution of music in general well, I, I want to pursue your art form further, but first let's remind our listeners that you are tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guest in the studio today is Richard Raw, lyrical wordsmith and music phenom, community activist. Yes. Uh, Richard, um, we've been talking about the art form. Let's, let's turn to sort of the themes of your work. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, as a community activist, where do you draw your themes from? Are there Specific themes that you tend to pursue more deeply or more more absolutely uh, frequently than others. Yeah, and I would say um, dispossessed people, you know, oppressed people. Um, um, more of those, like I said, those who don't have a voice, those who are living um, in poverty or dealing with mental issues. Um, I try to understand where they're coming from and um, how I can give voice uh, to some of their concerns. And, and I mean, you know, dealing, going in and out of, let's say, for instance, um, uh, the Rick Van Story Research uh, Resource Center, you know, where, where people are in transition, whether coming home from 
uh, prison or dealing with some mental issues and just having the opportunity to go and just talk to them, um, you know, constantly. It just it, it just drives me. You know, and I'm like, wow, like, how can I give voice to that concern? Because a lot of us, we, we go through our daily life and we don't take into consideration somebody flipping out. May have had, Something may have happened to them. They may have a mental issue. And sometimes we just don't take that into consideration. And so that fuels my art. Uh, I, I, you talked earlier about uh, a couple of the different venues where you've appeared. I, yes. I, I like to pursue that a little more. Okay. Uh, sort of how... Who do you reach out to? How do you reach out to them? How, how are you finding your ability to connect to organiz- you know, venues in Washington? Um, well, <laughs> uh, a lot of re- I, I was rejected quite a bit early on. Um, and I understood that, you know, I was frustrated and upset at first, but I just, I, I realized that yes, there, there has been some bad representation of hip hop as an art form. And so I knew I had to work hard. And so one of the first places that embraced me was the art and concert, um, guild, mm-hmm. um, and, and big shout out to Ron and all of them over there. It's, <laughs> I, I love going over there, but for them to embrace me, they actually invited me one day to an event that they were having. Um, and they, they wanted some diversity. And so I I performed and they loved it. And so they invited me back officially to do a show. Uh, And it was so beautiful. And the people really, really, really embraced it. And I think that's what when you look out into an audience and real talk, this this young black guy looking out into an older white audience. Right. The people around me, my team were like, what is get ready to happen? They're not going to (laughs) understand. But at the end, they were all coming up like, wow. This was really good. And that in itself just caused me to um, from that opportunity. I think the queen took notice, you know, and I was able to uh, go to the queen and say, I want to do a show. And they took that chance based on, you know, me working in, with the Arden uh, Concert Guild. So, you know, it, people are coming to me now. And I think it's because we proved ourselves. And so, you know, when we're at the DCCA or or the Delaware Art Museum, you know, they, they actually are reaching out and saying, how can we work together because you know they enjoy what we do they think it's positive um, and, and it crosses barriers mm-hmm. now w- when you uh, perform at say the Delaware Contemporary Delaware mm-hmm. Museum uh, that's an interesting connection because yes. I mean the Delaware Contemporary I mean they, they feature contemporary artists Delaware Art Museum a more traditional museum right? Uh, but they've clearly been expanding their programming Absolutely. How, how do you or how do they and how do you together make that connection between two art forms that are quite different um it's interesting one of the things that we are doing is we are trying to um allow the community to to let the community understand that these spaces can you can access these spaces and sometimes it's difficult because many of these organizations and many of these places don't have uh the end to some of the community and so they can't directly get them and so but if we work together and they're providing the venue and they allow us to reach out and bring new um people into the um space those people are coming not only for the show that we're putting on or the symposium that we're doing but now they're looking around saying wow look at this art look at look at this and we're just trying to show them this is accessible to you and I understand that we have to use different mediums to bring you to this space so that's what I'm doing I, I look at all the places like World Cafe Live the beauty is um, we took a poll and, and, and we're looking at so many new people that we've brought to the Queen 
who are now reoccur- they're coming back. And so, you know, I think working together is the solution. I think we cannot remain isolated in our own spaces. Uh, we really have to be non-traditional in our approach because we are one community. You know, mm-hmm, we're we're mm-hmm. one we're one community, and um, we're, like I said, we're dealing with similar issues in different fashions and forms. But that's been the beauty of mm-hmm. working in working in those spaces. Mm-hmm. Commonality. Yeah. Now, what what I hear you talking about uh, the the term that's going through my head is that that hip hop as an art form, I think, frequently is identified as having a sort of a niche audi- uh, a niche audience. You know, a, a pretty narrow audience. Mm-hmm. But what I'm hearing you say is that there's really a universality to to hip hop. Absolutely. Th- that it really has something to convey across the board. It, it, it's so beautiful. Uh, look at uh, President Obama, for instance. I mean, um, he's brought in many hip hop artists into the White House. Um, and, you know, he campaigned um, and, and really got in because of the hip hop community, because um, the hip hop or we're walking uh, advertisements, mm-hmm. right? We're always advertising something. And so I, I, I just think the embrace of the culture in a positive and constructive way, um, it, it solves us so much, so many issues. I have a program uh, uh, before we go on a little bit. I have a program called uh, Beyond Those Bars, and this is a supplemental education program. Um, and in those 12 weeks, uh, I'm dealing with uh, uh, young students between the ages of 12 and 14, um, and they learn how to write songs, but I'm critiquing them on reading, writing, uh, confidence, communication, character, life skills. Um, and at the end, they're creating a, a music video based on the critical issues in their community. So they have to work collectively, but they also are working uh, as individuals. You know, and with these are life skills. You, you're going to have to learn how to work as an individual when, when you're out of school and, and an adult. You'll learn where you have to, okay, I have to make some concessions here, you know, even though this is something I really believe in. And so we're really giving them the skills that will carry on in life. And we're using hip hop to do it. I, I love for you to uh, continue in that vein. We've been talking a lot about your, your art form and your performing, uh, but you've mentioned a really powerful example of how you're using this to to, to teach and, and to educate uh, young yes. people. Could you speak uh, a little more about some of the other activities you're engaged in besides the performance of, of your hip-hop? Absolutely. Um, uh, we also do... Um, symposiums uh, we just had a symposium on the black arts movement um, and you'd be surprised a lot of people uh, aren't aware that when the black power movement was at its height uh, you also had a black arts movement that was the sister to it um, and this was you know artists that were weren't allowed again it, it speaks to this they weren't allowed in certain venues and so they had to create their own and so there was like this harvesting and this energy that they were creating with this black Black art uh, that was beautiful, and so we are um, doing symposiums on the Black Arts Movement, on what it was, uh, uh, the, the 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 frustrations they had as artists getting into places, and so we're following that pattern. Like, how can we uh, uh, change the narrative when we are uh, ousted or or we're not allowed in? How do we find a way in? You know, and show people how beautiful this art was. So that's one of the things that we do. Um, 
I work with, um, you know, we, we give out clothes in the community constantly. We just walk through, give out clothes, water, just different things like that. That's where people say, you're an activist. And I'm always <laughs> speaking about um, the exploitation of the artist because I think here we have to be careful um, so the artists aren't exploited um, and used without being compensated, without um, being credited. And I think a lot of that... Uh, is going to happen and I see some of that happening here um, in Wilmington and so I, I've been very vocal about it and, and of course you know being vocal about it it, it, it you know a lot of people don't like you to be vocal about certain things but I have been very vocal and strong and we have the influence to make it stick so this is one of the things I'm fighting for the artist so you're not exploited also uh, teaching the artist um, how to monetize off of your gift and off mm -hmm. of your art and I think a lot of artists lose that so now uh, myself and Jason Aviles uh, we're working on uh, building this program uh, that will bring artists in and so they would have an opportunity to learn how to set up an LLC or or, um, you know, uh, a corporation or whatever suits your business needs. We want the artists to, to be able to accept the opportunities that come. But in order to accept those opportunities, you have to be in a space uh, where your business is right. And and as you mentioned earlier, there's 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 a, a, a balance there between monetizing what you do and avoiding the pitfalls of commercialization. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's, that is, uh, like you said, everything is imbalanced. Yeah. And we yeah. teach them that as well. Yeah. Well, we've got about a minute and a half left. Okay. Uh, I understand you also do some recording. Could you speak yes. to that? Um, yes. Um, uh, I know how to uh, run a studio, um, mix, master. Um, anything that I'm involved in, I, I try to get myself in it. And so with the program, um, I'm actually, I bring a makeshift studio to the students um, and they're learning the art of recording you know how to set up the mic and and you know how to use uh, the different programs so I'm well versed on that as well and you have your own album that came out recently yes Word Warrior just came out um, you can go to www.richardraw.com and you can um, actually listen to snippets watch videos and find out what we're doing also um, with the program we are enrolling students so if you know a student that uh, may be interested between the age of 12 and 14 please uh, uh, link to my website send us a message um, and uh, Cultural Restoration Project is the um, nonprofit that I work under so we'll be able to uh, point you in the right direction so we've got about 30 seconds left any final words um, I, I would say thank you for having me you know um, this is beautiful um, I'm always appreciative of these type of opportunities um, because I know that you know there was a time when we, we couldn't get these opportunities so I'm very appreciative of uh, you stepping outside the box mm -hmm. uh, and giving us this opportunity so uh, thank you and Wilmington my birthday was yesterday well happy birthday yes yes so um, Wilmington you know we, we, we love you Garvey City. We call Wilmington Garvey City. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you very much. Great. Well, Richard, thank you. It's been a pleasure. All right.